You know, now I think about it. I'm glad that I got all of my Hogwarts legacy talk out with you beforehand. So because you were getting mad at me for having like a stealth triple media moment. Uh, yeah, that's too much. So, it's enough that you do stealth doubles, but triple is yeah. way too much. You need to pick. So now I got it down. out. It's out of my system. I you I should just know that I've been playing Hogwarts Legacy and it's a blast. And Ely played it with me, but she came over recently. It's great. Great game. That's great what's game. that's what's been going on in my life. How about you? I've just been playing a lot of Stardew Valley, you guys. Um, and not packing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I saw your Instagram poll. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll talk about that uh when we talk about that. But I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley, and I for those who know anything about the game, I finished the community center and I just got to your grant like the grandpa's evaluation, and I passed <laughs> on my first try, which is wow. awesome. Congratulations. Um, yeah, and honestly, when I before I started this game, I thought it was going to be so much harder than it actually is. Like, I thought there was just going to be so many things to accomplish, like, that I felt so overwhelmed. And I was just like, I'm so scared to start this game, but I just did it. And you guys also, I'm like, literally 10 hearts with my boyfriend in the game. Like, we're about to get married. Oh, like, yeah. I'm in my third year. Like, I'm already going to get married. I finished a community center. And I passed grandpa's evaluation. Like, I'm slaying this game. <laughs> love that a ghost gave you a test that would have well, been like go away it's so it's based off of like a point system so you get points oh. for different accomplishments that you do in the game and if you get more than 12 points then you like pass um and so yeah but i'm really excited that i passed because when you pass you get the statue of perfection and when you place the statue the of perfection statue. like somewhere in your um on your farm it gives you iridium ore every single day and then you use that wow. to like craft stuff so i'm like yes i need iridium ore i actually do so i can upgrade all my tools um so this is great this is really great for me i'm really loving this game you guys um right this is turning into a stealth double media moment uh okay um... you always do it i never do it so i think it's warranted now okay whatever but i'm okay, glad I'll you're stop. having a good time thank you <laughs> I also just want to say another thing, just like another oh. thing about me. Okay. Um, I have been you. dedicated the last month to like doing skincare. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I am glowing a little bit. You look great. Like, look at my face. It's oh, not like stunning. perfect, but I feel like my skin looks a lot more just like vibrant and like glowy than it did before because before i was not doing anything i was literally just washing my face and then putting moisturizer on sometimes and then i was like you know what my skin looks like shit i feel like shit let me just try and like actually have a skincare routine so i bought a bunch of products and i did all this research and i got stuff and now i have like a real skin routine and i've been doing stuff i just switched to a different skin like cleanser because remember, I told you I've been using the same cleanser for like 10 years. Yeah, I got rid crazy. of that bitch because she clearly wasn't doing shit. And I started a new one and it makes my skin feel so good. And I had this like patch right here. You can kind of see it of like it mm -hmm. was all bumps. And like after like three days of using that new cleanser, it completely smoothed out. Like it's only got like wow. one bump now. Yeah, no, I was going to say you told me you told me you were starting a new routine. What was it like? just five six ago. weeks ago yeah and 
it's crazy that you're already seeing a difference yeah my skin feels so good it just like feels good it might not look that good but it feels good and your hair looks amazing you guys we went to brunch with my mom on saturday shout out to mom if she's listening which i know she is um and your hair your ass out (laughs) oh she was yeah your (laughs) hair looked amazing during that brunch it looked really good. So and you're like, just all glowing. I did was brush it. Yeah, I'm really, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm in my element. I'm not, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, in a sense, not working reduces stress. It does. You're, you're not right. working. Like... Right. It does. Um, I was just thinking about this because um, if y'all don't know the whole thing with like Taylor Swift. At her concert, she changed the lyrics to the song Karma. It used to be like, Karma is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me. And she changed it to say, Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. Oh, my God. And I've been like, for me, Karma is long hair, clean skin. (laughs) So I'm like, that's what I've been saying to myself. I'm like, Karma is my hair growing and my skin glowing. I love that. I didn't know if you needed to reference Taylor Swift, though, to make that point. Well, I did, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we have okay. lots of things to talk about. So I'm happy to get us started since I have one more story than you for okay. point of discussion. <laughs> and let's talk about how the Supreme Court has, quote unquote, formally adopted a code of ethics. Mm. And of course, this is in the aftermath of all the shit that was coming out about oh Clarence God, Thomas. I remember that? Over the I course of this year. It feels like it was so long ago. Yeah, but it was literally just this summer. It was like in fits and starts. We just kept getting new info about him doing all right. this grindy oh, and stuff he regarding took a vacation. money. And he like, oh my God. Yeah, so I love that this is basically in response to that. But <laughs> I have an issue with the statement they released, which I just think is bogus. Okay, okay. so... Well, first of all, all nine justices signed. Um, And by the way, there's no like they didn't detail (laughs) an enforcement mechanism. So they have this code of ethics, but there's no path of like what happens if you violate the code of ethics. So it's kind of still useless. Um, But anyway, so the quote that I want to read is the absence of a code, however, has led in recent years to the misunderstanding that the justices of this court unlike all other jurists in this country, regard themselves as unrestricted by any ethics rules. To dispel this misunderstanding, we are issuing this code, which largely represents a codification of principles that we have long regarded as governing our conduct. That is complete mm-hmm. and utter okay. BS. <laughs> that is such BS. Like, how could you possibly say that when, again, all the stuff that came out about Clarence Thomas just this year says otherwise like there's evidence for all that stuff it's not hearsay so (laughs) that is crazy to me the misunderstanding they're like gaslighting they're gaslighting us they are you guys don't let them try and gas at you clarence thomas is a a fuck ass bitch okay yeah (laughs) really we don't like him i just think it's funny because when i saw the headline yesterday i was like yes Finally, I think I was in the kitchen with Nick and I audibly said that. And then I clicked on it and it said, there's no enforcement mechanism. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, never mind. What's the point? <laughs> and especially because they're not elected. It's like, literally, what is the point? Like, it's not yeah. like you violating the code of ethics is going to say something to people. Like, people are going to see that and it's they're not going to do anything about it. Yeah, they thought they did something. Yeah, they thought they ate. So, 
Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Amazing. Okay, let me pull up my tweets for mine. Your tweets. Okay, you guys. I don't know if y'all have seen been on the Twitters, but I guess by the time this episode comes out, I feel like y'all might know what's been happening. But if you don't, I think we just... I think some of y'all listen to this stuff just for our commentary. So I'm going to do a little, you know, I like to do my little dramatic retellings. Was this all today? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was drama. I think, you know what I think? I think that we need like a reality TV show, like shot as a like trashy reality TV show. And we're just like following members of Congress around and like they make it dramatic like this. Cause like shit like this really happens, you guys. And it's crazy. It, or it's- you could just watch Veep and imagine that they're real people. And it'd probably and that's the, same the thing. thing, though. People keep cutting scenes from Veep, and it's like exactly <laughs> what's happening in real life. And we're like, at what point is this just a TV show? It's crazy. Okay, let me get to it. Okay, two things happened today, um, which I think I wrote some notes Two separate here. things? Two separate things. Oh, I thought they were related. No. Oh, that's why I was confused. I was like, how do they relate to each other? But they don't. Okay. It's just like the girls are fighting like in general. Oh, okay. I got it. (laughs) Okay. So first of all, let's talk about actually, let me cut to the the video that we're, I'm going to try and share as I do share like audio clips. Um, Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Oklahoma Senator mark wayne mullen which i put mark wayne question mark question mark because like what <laughs> what y'all kind of fun name of, is that yeah like y'all want to <laughs> make fun of cultural <laughs> names and your name is mark wayne okay king um and then the teamsters president sean o'brien they literally were about to square up <laughs> on the senate floor today before bernie sanders of all people had to bring them up and it's like let me <laughs> I'm going to pull up some audio, okay? Like I've done in the past. Okay. Is this the guy who was like, yeah, 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 I can't hear what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's what okay. I saw. Oh, okay, wait. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh my God. Stand your butt up. Yeah. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Say Okay, it's not really coming through that clearly. No. Okay, well, I guess basically what happened is like <laughs> Senator Mullen was like um saying, like, okay, we'll go right now. And then the, and then Sean O'Brien was like, okay, let's go. And then <laughs> Senator Mullen goes, stand your butt up. And then Sean O'Brien goes, You stand your butt up. And then they both stand up. And then Bernie Sanders is like, hey, hey, hey. And he goes, you're a U.S. senator. <laughs> For real. This is not a schoolyard. <laughs> Literally. They were like, oh okay, let's go. <laughs> so that was That's the first crazy. thing that happened. <laughs> Another hilarious thing that happened. You guys I need to read into this Twitter thread. <laughs> This girl, Claudia Grisales, she's an NPR. Oh, she's a, a NPR correspondent. Your okay. girl. Um, she tweeted, "Have never seen this on Capitol Hill." That was the that's the opening line. Okay. Oh, okay. And then she says, while talking to Rep. Tim Burchett after the Burchett, GOP- what did you say? B u r c h e t t. How do you say it? Burchett. Oh, okay. I no, I thought you said bird, bird shit. shit? Hey, <laughs> hey, 
Hey. <laughs> Senator Bird shit. We'll call him we'll call him Timmy Tim, all right? Okay. After the GOP conference meeting, okay? She's talking to him outside or in the Capitol, I guess. She says former Speaker McCarthy walked by with his detail and McCarthy shoved Rep Timmy Tim. And she thought it was a joke at first. She was like, oh, my God. And then she said a chase ensued. A chase? (laughs) They're shoving each other now. Okay. And then on the steps, this guy, Tim Burchett, was being interviewed. And he claims, he said, this is how he described it, that former Speaker McCarthy elbowed him with a, quote, clean shot to the kidneys. Oh, oh my God. So we've got uh, a senator trying to square up with a union leader, literally, and Bernie (laughs) Sanders breaking it up, his old ass. And then we have former Speaker of the House McCarthy, that guy that we all, who's the laughing stock of the GOP. (laughs) What? Did you hear that? No. What? knocked my AirPod. Um, can you hear that? No, I cannot hear anything. Oh my god, you guys, I knocked my AirPod out of my ear in accident, and like my music that I had been listening to like hours ago just started playing in my head. Oh, that's weird. So I was like, Can you hear this? (laughs) No, um, it was Gibeon. Um, that was a clean hit to the to the AirPods. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we have two dudes trying to fight each other. And then we have the former Speaker of the House elbowing people now to to the kidneys. That's where we're at with American politics. Um, Again, I've said this like three times already. See how they waste y'all's money. And if you're somebody that votes for people like this, see how they waste your vote. Just stop voting for them. Seriously, they don't care about you. I mean... Like I don't think one of them cares. Like even the Democratic ones, it's just the GOP ones act more wild. They act more clownish. (laughs) They do act more wild. That's what I'm saying. We need a reality TV show. Real, um, it could be called like the real, real officials. I don't know. (laughs) Capitol Hill, (laughs) something like that. (laughs) Maybe they're all heated because of the like the shutdown version bill like the spending bill which well, i did hear before this that it passed the house so it seems like we're gonna vert shut down again which is great thank you for doing something two to, days in advance they need to right <laughs> not doing something down to the wire yeah they need to get over it they're leaders they're always like oh mm. women are too emotional to lead look at how you bitches act no for real look like, at how you <laughs> act let's talk about that men are so dumb <laughs> it's crazy Jesus. Um, so I really don't care what's going on in their lives. Um, it's <laughs> literally their job to act right in front of the cameras, at least. Yeah, that's you're right. Like, at least when you're on camera and you know it. Like, if you want to do a nasty phone call when you get home and it's not recorded or anything. <laughs> this is for Rachel. You that, <laughs> that's just he said, she said. But like when you're on camera, the evidence is right there. I guess we didn't get yeah. the elbow jab on camera, which sucks. No, but... that I, God, I wish we would have. <laughs> Imagine if like the guy you. was like, made a funny noise or something. <laughs> I can hear it now. <laughs> oh, man. 
but yeah twitter's been going off especially dc twitter because it's you know dc yeah. we have nothing else to talk about um yeah it's just it's funny but it's also like you guys are so pathetic you're literally a bunch of old guys and this is how you act yeah. all right whatever let's wow let's, go on. let's move on to better news okay thank you for recounting that all right so yeah. news that happened basically right after we were done recording right after last week. <laughs> so it's kind of old news but the sag after week- strike what Oh, I was gonna say last week you were like, "This strike better end" because I don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it ended. So yeah, the SAG after strike has come to a close, and an agreement has been signed. I don't think it's been ratified quite yet. Like the vote hasn't happened, but the vote's gonna happen. Um, so I have, I do not have the whole agreement up because that's like dozens and dozens of pages, but I have some points that I'll go through with what they got. Basically, they got everything they wanted in some way shape or form like not to the fullest extent um like i think i was talking about a few weeks ago how they wanted uh basically the cost would have been 57 cents per subscriber uh to get the like per streaming subscriber to get the full amount they wanted but anyway i'm gonna go through the points wage increases here we go. Wage minimums for performers will increase by 7% effective immediately. And then they'll get another 4% increase in July of next year. And then another 3.5% increase in July, 2025. I'm assuming because of inflation. All right. Um, minimums for background actors, stand-ins and photo doubles will increase rising 11%. And then again, rising some more over the course of the next couple of years. Period. Artificial intelligence was a big one. Basically, um, there has to be written consent, like signed written consent for every instance that the studios want to use an AI double of someone or even harsh, like a partial double. Even if you're Henry Cavill and they need to digitally remove your mustache to do reshoots, they have to get written consent for that sort of thing which is good. So that's a lot of protections in place. Um, And as Fran Drescher was saying in like her address of all this, she was like, we've pretty much gone as far as we could without the government stepping in because the government needs to step in and regulate AI and set parameters. So which Go is off, right. Fran. she's right. So she is um, right. yeah, happy about that. I think there was also something about um, like, digital extras not being allowed to a certain extent like i I think they i couldn't find the number but i think they even set like a maximum so like if you have a crowd scene of like a thousand people you obviously are not expected to cast a thousand extras like you're gonna like digital extras have been used for huge crowds for deck for like years at this point but it's more so like if you need extras in like a classroom or something you can't just put in an ai stand-in you have to have it's that sort of thing, like a reasonable accommodation. Um, streaming bonuses. If on a streaming platform, the a program that a performer is in has been viewed by at least 20% of the entire streaming platform's domestic subscribers within the first 90 days of re- release. I know there's lots of bullet points there, but if all of those parameters are met, um, They'll be, get, they'll be getting a streaming bonus. 25% of that bonus will go to a newly created streaming payment distribution fund, which will be used for streaming bonuses for everybody. So like if you're in a super popular thing, like a Stranger Things, you're going to be getting a, a bonus, but then a portion, a quarter of your bonus will go into a fund 
that will be disseminated to everybody, even if their shows we love do not socialism. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. I mean, it's like it's like a quarter socialism, you know. <laughs> um, it's capitalism, but socialism. Yeah, pretty much. No, I love um, that. I mean, like that's what we want. We want like equitable sharing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. There's some interesting points for casting and auditions. So now during virtual and self-taped auditions, which have like skyrocketed since the pandemic, whereas they weren't as much of a thing for 2020, um, performers will not be required to memorize any scripted material, use high quality equipment to film, appear nude or perform, perform stunts during these self-taped auditions. Um, let's see, other audition protections include limits on the length of audition materials and additional protocols, accommodations for performers with disabilities, blah, blah, blah. Um, also you cannot charge performers any sort of fee for them to participate in casting calls, which I feel like has also been a problem. So, what? although I'm not sure if maybe it's somewhere in the full agreement, but I wonder if that just applies to studios or if it, I'm guessing it's just the studios, but like any random Joe Schmo who's not part of a studio could still charge, I guess. Because it's kind of a scam. Like people will charge like a hundred bucks for you to get on a quote unquote general casting call, but it's like for nothing. That's yeah. crazy. That's like having to pay mm -hmm. to apply for a job. Yeah, I mean it's America. And I guess you have to pay to apply for college. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of points on. I'm not sure why this is lumped into. Like LA Times, they lumped this under equity and inclusion, but whatever. Um, performers may not be required to translate their own dialogue or any other performer's dialogue, including during auditions and interviews. Um, okay. Producers, this one I thought was weird because like, why wouldn't you do this in the first place? Producers must make an effort to hire stunt performers who bear a quote, sufficient likeness to the actor playing the same character. Was that not already the goal? Like, Right. <laughs> huh? Aren't you going to try and get as close as you can? I don't know. Maybe that has something okay. to do with the AI thing too, where it's like maybe stunt performers can't have AI mm. faces. Or maybe it's know. like, yeah, like if they want to hire a white person, a white stunt performer, and then they turn them black, that would be mm. sickening. Yeah. Um, and then this, I guess this makes sense under equity and inclusion. Principal performers will be consulted when making hair and makeup arrangements for production in order to meet their specific needs. I'm assuming this is addressing the large issue of there not being adequate black hairstylists on sets mm -hmm. which a lot of people have spoken up about um yeah and so the companies must commit in writing to meet with crew members union uh IATSE to develop a plan to hire more hairstylists and makeup artists who are quote qualified and available to work with people of all races and ethnicities so there's a bunch of stuff in there I'm happy that it's over it's just been hilarious um in the past week just getting flooded with all of these like deals, casting announcements, things that actors have been saying. It's weird to go from like, you really realize how much of an impact the strike had that we haven't had any of this since July. Cause now I feel overwhelmed. I'm like, Oh my God, there's so I much. Know. I'm like, honestly I, so proud of the actors and the writers for holding out. Yeah. Like y'all yes. rock. Yes. This is a year of unions getting what they deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super mm -hmm. proud. And I'm glad to get these like random little because like variety in particular that I look at every day, multiple times a day, they love turning like something an actor said into a whole story. Um, like I bet if I go on right now, there will be one 
because they've just been like all over the place. Okay. Um, literally the top two stories right now under their most popular number one is something Anne Hathaway said. She said, quote, I was warned that my career would fall off a cliff at the age of 30, which a lot of women face. Um, <laughs> or the second most popular one, Stephen King doesn't care for Marvel movies, but says, quote, bloating over the Marvel slopping is, quote, very unpleasant. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's not an actor, but that's right, what I'm saying. Like, like, who gives a shit? We're getting so many of those types of things. And I'm assuming you're going to be talking about one later based on what I see in the outline. It's kind of silly, but yeah, sure. Yeah. So I love that we're back to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I was going to talk about this in its own story, but it's funny because even though the strike is over, a bunch of things still got delayed. Yeah. Um, including a bunch of MCU projects to the point where only one film is coming out now that next year. That's Which I'm fine with. That's I'm for fine the best. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think Maybe like the strike reset. ended and everyone was able to meet again. And they were like, oh yeah, like we were not gonna make a release. Y'all need to get on your Zoom. Memorizing these lines. I told you guys that Deadpool 3 was not gonna make its state, and it didn't. It moved oh like God. two and a half months. There's so. no fucking way. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised we didn't hear about more, but Okay, you know what was hilarious? Was it after the <laughs> after the what? stroke ended? So many like of the pop culture accounts were like, oh, the they were tweeting shit like the casting announcement for the Fantastic Four is imminent. And then they would say stuff like, okay. oh, the casting announcement for the Fantastic Four could drop any minute huh. now. And then they were like, casting announcement for Fantastic Four could could drop in one hour and as little oh, as God. one hour. I'm like, babe, it's not. It's not going to be like that. <laughs> I will say, though, I am kind of surprised. We'll talk about the Marvel's flop in a second. I am surprised that, like, yesterday or today, in the wake of that not good news, that they wouldn't announce the casting because that's, like, something that people are actually looking forward to. Like, that would be a good bit of PR, I think, but it didn't happen. So, know, bro. we'll see. I don't know. They're, they're probably, you know that SpongeBob inside his head when they're all running around and things are on fire? <laughs> That's probably Marvel Studios right now. So probably they're try- probably trying to like save face and figure out how they can still get like Brie Larson and the rest of the cast to do mm-hmm. some promo. Yeah. Anyway, I'll get to that next. But what would you mm-hmm. like to talk about next? Okay. Well, another huge thing that happened since we recorded Grammy nominations are here, which. Whoa. Let me just say this because of the calendar and how shit works out, the nominations come out in 2023, but the ceremony is not till 2024. So when I typed in 2023 Grammy nominations, mm-hmm. it was no, very confusing. We so need I'm to like, get on the same page. It's like, yeah, that with we the need Oscars to, too. yeah, like figure it out. I don't know. Let's like, just, in my opinion, with the Oscars, like when I type in, like, let's just say I want to know. What won Best Picture 2022? I'm expecting everything everywhere to come up, not Hoda. That won Best Picture in 2022, but it came out and it was for the year 2021. Yeah. We need yeah, to get that under control. I feel like, yeah, I don't like, because like, I feel like in sports, it's when they refer to a season, I mean, lots of sports, their seasons span over multiple years. Like basketball is a good example. It goes until like basically next summer. 
And so it's like, but you would probably still call that the 2023 season. I don't know. I I think we just need to be more clear, you guys, because it's not clear. No, it's not. Anyway. Okay. It's time. It's time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm just going over the big four categories because ain't nobody got time to read every single nomination and all that. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. These are the ones that I care about. These are the ones I know y'all care about. If you care about other yeah. things, you can just Google. Google oh. is a very great resource. That's true. <laughs> I should not be your number one news source. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let's talk about it. Okay, record of the year. We have Worship by John Baptiste, which they love had, him. He had a lot of nominations this year. Good for him. Yeah. Um, not strong enough by Boy Genius. I do not know who that is. I've never heard of them in my life. You're lying. I've never heard of Boy Genius in my it's life. It's like Phoebe Bridgers and like some other girlies. Oh, never heard of that. I swear to God. Wow. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, Flowers by Miley Cyrus. You heard of that one, right? That was surprising <laughs> to me because that shit is old Navy music. Like, well, you <laughs> I'm just keeping it real, you guys. I don't understand the hype for that song whatsoever. And you even fought well, you me about what? it earlier this year. No, I fight you on things because you'll be like, everybody likes this, so I don't like it. And it's like, oh my, oh god. my god. Yeah, um, because the super, super popular things are quite frequently bland, and that's why they appeal to the most amount of people. Okay, but so I've been seeing a lot of discourse about this and Endless Summer Vacation getting the nominations because everybody was saying that her last album, which was Plastic Hearts, really deserved it more. And I actually, I like some, I didn't, I don't know if mm. I can't remember. Like, I don't, I don't know if I listened to that album all the way through, but I actually did really like the, some of the sing like some of the songs from that album, but I don't, I don't really care. I don't really listen to Miley like that. So I don't really care that much. Yeah. Um, sorry if you either. do. <laughs> um, okay. What I was made for, or what? Sorry, what was I made for? <laughs> that should win. That was the song. What I was made for. This is what I was made for. <laughs> this, this, or the SZA song should win. Okay. What was I made for? By Billie Eilish is on here. On my mama by Victoria Monet. Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo. Antihero by Taylor Swift. And Kill Bill mm. by SZA um are we making predictions i think honestly i feel like record of the year what is record again is that what's it record record and song so i song is is awarding the songwriters and the performer whereas record of the year awards like the whole group so in the past i've compared it to like record of the year is like the best picture where it's like well i guess not really best picture because best picture only goes to the producers but it's like awarding the project as a whole Whereas okay. like song of the year goes to the songwriters. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it should be and will be either what was I made for or kill bill. I don't really care about anything else in that list, to be honest. I think it's going to be either kill bill or anti-hero. Unfortunately, uh, I know I don't want, I mean, uh, sorry, you guys, but I feel like y'all should know anti-hero is like, one of the most popular songs one of taylor swift's most popular song but it's not her best like let's be honest it's not um the best is style <laughs> oh my god um i but i really think it's going to be anti-hero just because of the way that 
shit goes. But you know what? It yeah. could be Kill Bill too, because I think Kill Bill really was a record. Like that was a huge song. So I don't know. We'll see. But I think it's gonna come down to those two, to be honest. Hmm. Do we know the last time? I don't know if this is an easy stat to pull up. The last time an original movie song was nominated for record of the year. Oh, I feel like it doesn't God. happen that often, does it? I don't know though, because think about all the James Bond songs and like that, they weren't nominated for record of the year, were they? I don't know. I can't. I don't have that off the top of my head. I don't think we'd have to do on. some Googles. I'll try and Google while you continue to read nominations. Okay. So the next one is album of the year. And again, we have Jean Baptiste with World Music Radio, The Record by Boy Genius, and The Summer Vacation by Miley Cyrus. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey, which so many people have been roasting how her album titles are on Twitter. Um, the Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monet, which I think should honestly win this category because it's an incredible album. Yeah, no, I really do. I'm sorry, SZA. I love SOS, but it's like you kind of lost me towards the end, whereas like the age of pleasure is like it flows like Renaissance flows. Like that's how that's I still how it listen is. to it. Sorry. You're ridiculous. <laughs> um, Guts by Olivia Rodrigo, which eh. <laughs> um, Midnights by Taylor Swift and SOS by SZA. So like okay. I just said, I actually think Janelle Monet's Age of Pleasure like truly deserves this album because it was it's flawless like no skips like everything which i loved sos don't get me wrong but it's like it kind of starts to fall off towards the end like there are some songs at the end of sos that i felt like sizzle just like stuck in there because she released them as singles and it's like girl this doesn't fit the vibe like you could have just cut them out see it's funny because i was gonna say be so fucking for real we know that sos deserves it I mean, it deserves but, it, but it's like if we're really talking about album of the year, well, you haven't listened to Age of Pleasure, so shut up. All right. But it's not going to win, I don't think. Who do you think is going well, to win? I don't know who I think is Taylor going Swift? to win. God damn. Bro, don't even get me started. Actually, you want to know something crazy? What? <laughs> Taylor Swift has the most nominations for Song of the Year, and she's never won. But this is album of the year. I know, but I'm just saying that in general. Oh. Like the Grammys, oh. like to nominate her to out the ass, but does she win? Mm, See, sure. I feel like with her, it could be either. Like she's so fucking popular that I, everyone could hop on the bandwagon and be like, I "Love Taylor Swift," and then she'll win everything. But she or wins in the pop categories. She never wins yeah. in the big four category. She never wins in the big categories. I thought she, she won for. Like, the, the I thought she won album of the year before. I don't know, maybe, but she's never won song of the year. Anyway, so. <laughs> I think here's the here's the skinny. It sounds like the two most deserving albums of this group are the ones done by black women. And so if neither of them win, we've been knew that the Grammys have an issue with awarding black women. Black, album well, of let's the year. look at last year. Sorry, I love Harry Styles, but you're telling me Harry's house was album of the year. That's fucking crazy. It, Hasn't that was crazy. Hasn't it I still, still not happened since Lauren Hill in like 1998? I think it's been that long. I think you're right. I think you might be right. That's crazy. Just give okay. it to SZA, please. Jesus I know, Christ. Please. For the love of all that is holy. <laughs> okay. Song of the year. A&W by Lana Del Rey. Antihero by Taylor Swift. Butterfly by Jean Baptiste. Dance the Night by Dua Lipa. Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Kill Bill by SZA. Vampire by Livy Rodrigo. And What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish. This one, I think, What Was I Made For could easily take it. 
Oh, mm-hmm. my God. What? Did you just hear my dog coughing? Oh, no. <laughs> Are you good? Um, Yeah, I agree. I think it's a very beautiful song, and it has big meaning to it. And it was in the highest grossing film of the year. So right. I could see. I feel like it needs to get something. And if not, it, it might win the Oscar to. for original song. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. was going to say something else, but I forgot. Um. Okay. That was song of the year. Now the last category in the big four is best new artist, which let me start by saying this. So this category has had so much like controversy because of the way because it's like so subjective as like what they mean by new artist and so like the grammy's definition of new artist is like if your music was popularized in this like cycle so you could still have been performing still have been like you know booking gigs still have Mm. been getting streams but if you weren't like on the charts popular you're still eligible. And that's the thing, though. They'll just say, oh, you're not eligible. Or, oh, yeah, you're eligible. So a really good example is that Post Malone was never eligible or was never, yeah, was never nominated in this category because his year of eligibility was before the song Congratulations came out and he didn't get nominated like in that time frame. And then after oh. Congratulations came out, they were like, well, that song got too popular. So like, you're not eligible anymore. So he never got to like have the opportunity to be in that category. Can you be nominated more than once? No, because it's pretty much like if you were nominated before, like you really can't, you're not new anymore. Okay. I need to look it up. I need to look up something before I make a point. Okay. Well, I'm going to read off the nominees. Okay. Um. Okay. Best new artist: Gracie Abrams, Fred again, Ice Spice, Jelly Roll, Coco Jones, Noah Khan. Victoria Monet and the Warren Treaty. Those are our best new artist nominees. I actually really think that Ice Spice is going to win, and I, I honestly well, yeah. think she she should win because Homegirl went crazy this year, and like this is really going to be the only opportunity she has to win this award. So, yeah, go off queen. okay. So I agree, but the thing I was looking up, I think it's kind of ridiculous i know this is biased but also like i feel like this was like her year especially being on the barbie soundtrack it pink really panthers. blows my mind that pink panthers was not nominated i actually like- think she should have been nominated too and i don't think she's going to be able to be nominated anymore yeah like, what the fuck i know i th- i actually thought that too because i saw they were saying like she was a notable snub this year like she was mm-hmm. left off and i think now she's at the point where she's not going to be able to be nominated next year it's so nice because I haven't heard of half these people. I know it's very and sad. her her album just came out and it's really good. It came out yeah. on Friday. I like it a lot. So I mean, maybe she should have released the album a little bit earlier. Uh, yeah, but, but like you said, she was on the Barbie soundtrack. She basically she had one of the singles skyrocket Ice Spice's popularity. BTS. Wait, you're so right. She did that, yeah. and she was one of the singles for the Barbie soundtrack. Like. She got it released, I think, before Charlie's song. So yeah, that's very bizarre I, to me, that, and it's that, giving I racism. I was kind of sad about that. Ooh. Racism. So. <laughs> yeah, anyway. and misogyny. Fuck and it. misogyny. All the all the isms. <laughs> Even though Ice Spice is probably gonna win. I know it's. I mean, okay, but also it sucks because even if she was nominated, I still feel like Ice Spice. Should win. 
No, I agree. I agree. It's like it's Ice Spice's era. Princess Diana slaps. Oh my god, Princess Diana shaking ass in the deli. (laughs) (laughs) I also love when she says, "I'm the shit. I miss poopy." Like, yes, girl, (laughs) (laughs) miss poopy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love Ice (laughs) Spice. She's so cute. Um, oh wait, I'm still thinking about when she had. I don't know what type of event she was at, but when she was on stage and she was in her Halloween costume, and she was like, "D, I sent you this clip to the group oh, chat," yeah, and yeah. she was like, "Do you all know who I am?" And she <laughs> she goes, "I'm not Ice Spice. I'm Betty Boop." <laughs> that was so funny, and her dress was so. Her dress was not short. doing nothing. Her ass was <laughs> out. Like, okay, girl, period. <laughs> if you got it, flaunt it, girl. Yeah. Yeah, we love Ice Spice. Um yeah, those were the big four categories of um the Grammy nominations. So we'll see. We'll see. It'll be a little showdown. Actually, I don't really think it'll be a showdown. I think some of these pretty obvious, but <laughs> yeah. I really we hope that see. Barbie has the Barbie soundtrack has some oh, yeah. has some dubs. It's really good. It's such a I was actually just listening to it the other day. Like I was like, let me run this back. It's great. I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, should oh, I talk and about the- Ryan Reynolds. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, oh. Ryan, um, Ryan Reynolds. What am I saying? Ryan Gosling. Yes. Jesus Christ. Am I okay? I don't know. Ryan Gosling got a nomination for "I'm Just Cat." Oh, he did. Yeah. Was that for the like the song written for visual media? Yes. Category. Oh, okay. Or it's like song from a soundtrack or something. Something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, good for him. Mm-hmm. Go Ken. Okay, sorry. Now I'm done. Next, I would like to talk about the supreme flop of the Marvels that happened mm-hmm. this past weekend. Y'all, that shit was um, crazy. We'll talk about the reasons why in a second. But this was the 33rd MCU movie and technically the sequel to Captain Marvel from 2019, but also like not. I feel like at this point, we're so far removed from that movie that it's like not even a sequel. Um, Anyway, it had the lowest opening weekend of any MCU film. And that includes the like barely MCU movie, The Incredible Hulk from 2008, which did like 51 million or something. Um. The Marvels opened with just $47 million domestically and only $63 million for the whole rest of the world, which is horrible, especially since this costs like $250 million to make. Yeah. Um, this is even substantially lower than all of the quote unquote like and or yeah, pandemic era openings of like Black Widow, Shang-Chi, The Eternals. It's it's like mm-hmm. million below those. So it's really not good. It's really not good. I think it's, it's not looking good because one, I feel like they Marvel obviously has really fallen off. So like their movies have just been opening with less and less and less, which is not surprising, but, and two, it's obviously because everybody hates women. And for some reason, the MCU boys like love to shit on Brie Larson because like they were not going this hard for like when Black Widow came out, but it, like when fucking yeah the first Captain Marvel came out, it was horrible. People were so mean. 
And even the rest of the men that were in like the main MCU, like Avengers actors, like they didn't pull up to the premiere. Chadwick Boseman was the only one that showed up. BT dubs um, him and Samuel Jackson. And it's just like, for some reason, they just treat Brie Larson like absolute garbage. So like, this is not surprising to me. But also, I think a part of it is that the other two members of the cast are from the Disney TV shows and people fucking yep. hate the TV shows. Yep. I think and well, we're so all, far from WandaVision that it's like nobody really cares about Monica oh, Rambo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when she. Well, you're so right. That was so long ago. Um, right. Well, it's funny because the first Captain Marvel actually opened with one hundred fifty three million dollars. So it still made a butt ton of money. Despite all that, I think I don't know. It's tough because obviously, like the MCU fan base is largely men, and I actually saw the demographics for opening weekend. It was still like sixty five percent male. Ew. So I don't want to say I don't want to make comparisons to Barbie, but like Barbie's the highest grossing movie of the year of the whole world, and we obviously know the intended audience for that. So <laughs> it's girly. like it's it's not just the fact that it's three women headlining it i think it's that combined with people are just people are just tired of i I think think, is it superhero movies in general i think it is i think it i was just gonna say link it if we're comparing to barbie i think it's so it's fine to compare it to barbie because marvel used to be the studio that could like put up numbers like barbie yeah and so if we're looking at it because even talk, not even just talking about demographics, but a lot of men did go see Barbie. And it's because mm-hmm. like Barbie created this like pop culture moment. Like it was a, a yeah. moment in human culture. And Marvel can't really doesn't do that anymore for people. Like they really don't. Like I think we're just so desensitized to superhero movies that it's not like fun to make a big deal out of the movie releases anymore because they happen so often. Whereas like before. It was like they didn't happen that often. They were always like really good. We didn't have that many flops. And it was like people would go crazy for like Iron Man and Captain America and Thor the way that we went crazy for Barbie. Like people would dress up. People were hyped. Mm -hmm. And now new Marvel movies are being churned out every three seconds. And it's not hype anymore because it happens so often. It doesn't feel special. Yeah, I will say I think it also is a quality issue like We've been saying this for a long time, but post endgame, like things aren't building to it's hard to understand what this is all building to. And if you're not constantly hitting out of the park, which is hard to do when you're turning out as much content as they are, then people just aren't going to stick around. And I think it's telling that let's say like in the past, let's just snapshot the last year of Marvel. Literally, the most financially successful thing was the best thing quality-wise, which is Guardians Volume 3. That movie made $900 million, and it's great. People went to it because it's great, and word of mouth is a thing. Meanwhile, Quantumania sucked. Oh, my God. That that movie was ass. (laughs) The Marvel's reviews weren't great, and look how well it's doing. Not well at all. Even Thor, Love, and Thunder, that was not a great movie. Oh, my God. And it didn't do that well either. So I just think like if you focus on quality or even like let's hop over to a different studio across the Spider-Verse that made so much money because it's fantastic. So I think if you and it's focus like a on unique quality, format. Yeah, that too. If you focus on quality, I think people are still willing to come, 
but with MCU in particular, well, I feel like it's diminishing we've, returns. We've lost trust. Uh, they need to rebuild yes. trust. Because yes. that's the other thing. If you're continuously putting out shit products, we're, we don't trust you anymore. So you, the next movie could be knocked out of the park, phenomenal, great quality, beautiful, stunning. But people are only going to show up to stream it because we don't trust you anymore. No, exactly. Like, as I was just saying, I thought Guardians 3 did knock it out of the park, and I love that, but I'm still not excited about the MCU at all. It also, like, that was the end of a story. So how am I going to get yeah. excited for more things when that's that book is closed? Right, so, right. Um, and you know what's crazy to me? I feel like this is so much proof of, like, how... I mean, this is no Tino Shade, no Pink Lemonade to Kevin oh Feige. Gosh. But it's like the fact that you and I are just regular humans and we're just like coming up, coming to these conclusions so easily. This man is a professional and yeah. he's doing this. And he has a whole Come team. It's kind of, I feel like that's proof of how patriarchy just puts men wherever they can fit them. And they're like, yeah, you can do this job. Babe, we're two regulars with a podcast and we're like, ah. we could come up with a better plan than you. Well, here's the thing. It's not so simple for them because obviously he has a team around him. I can imagine I'm it's not sure, so simple but... to just like say that they're going to clean the slate and they're going to start anew because they've already invested. Oh, my God. No, so much. And they shouldn't. That would look pathetic. That would make them look like DC. That's embarrassing. But you know, what's funny. I think <laughs> I think he thinks and I'm, I'm basing this. I don't want to say it, but I know what happens in the post credit scene for the Marvels. I think he thinks that the way of sort of like clearing the slate and trying new things is through this whole multiverse thing. But people are so fucking tired of the multiverse. So the irony is like he thinks that's going to save him and be like a door out. But I don't think it is actually because people are not going to pull up. Yeah, we're not going to pull up for a multiverse movie anymore because they've been milking the shit out of it, first of all, and they're not doing it well. And... Yeah, they've kind of and now they're using it as an excuse to do whatever the fuck they want. I think their biggest mistake that they made was doing the fan cast of John Krasinski in um, oh. Multiverse of Madness. Sorry if you haven't seen that. That's a huge spoiler, but it's been out for like two years now. So that's your fault. Um, them doing that and then saying, oh, no, no, he's not the real Reed Richards. That was like the biggest mistake they could have done because now we can like see through all of the things that they're doing and we know that they're just using the multiverse as an excuse to like do stuff but not commit to it. And so it's like they can do whatever the hell they want. Again, with the trust thing, I don't trust y'all to do it well because you could five years from now be like, oh, no, 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 that was just that was just for shits and giggles. Like that's not the real Reed Richards. Oh, my God. Wait, okay. (laughs) I don't I don't remember or not. Do you know what happens in the post credit scene for the Marvels? Oh, um, not really. I know it has something okay. to do with oh don't say it, but uh, I can tell you right now, like I've seen it, I've seen the clip. I, I'm not I should theoretically be very excited given my um adoration for the characters in play. But I have again no faith that A, we're gonna see them anytime soon. And B, that they're actually going to keep around the person slash persons that were in this scene. So I just don't like, I can't get excited for that reason. 
Just saying. Anyway, um, I think we've talked this to death. Let's move on. <laughs> um, let's talk about your next thing. Okay. I have to give a shout out to my friend Kendall because I know that she listens to our podcast every week. Love you, Queen. Hi, Kendall. She actually texted me and was like, did you talk about Harry Styles? And I forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot to talk about it last week, but I'm kind of glad we saved it for this week because now it's been confirmed because y'all were roasting my ass in the group chat saying... Those pictures are so blurry. They were blurry. Well, they okay, were blurry. But it's like you can make a conclusion about the image from just a blurry picture. Okay. So this the T is Harry Styles got a buzz cut. Sorry. Um his beautiful curls are gone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they can grow back. Um, but okay, but you know the girlies love being dramatic. So, yeah. <laughs> so of course you're being dramatic about it. But what happened was a few weeks ago, um, someone sent in a very blurry, like zoomed in photo of Harry at the U2 concert that was in the Las Vegas sphere. And mm. um people were like, that's when the rumor started. People were like, Oh my god, is that Harry Styles? Did he get a buzz cut? And that's when people started being dramatic, but then y'all were like that's a blurry ass picture but it's like that's obviously harry styles like come on and then now clearer images have come out have been released from the same concert and um it is in fact harry styles with a buzz cut um sorry i have my computer on do not disturb specifically so that when my mom texts me it doesn't disrupt my train of thought and my computer still went off that's train annoying. of thought has been disrupted yeah wtf um yeah so the pictures came out they're clearer harry obviously got a buzz cut also have to say it's kind of cute because it's like him and taylor russell and he has like his oh hand on, like, right here on the back of her neck and you're like ah! <laughs> i love them um <laughs> And my favorite theory is that he got plugs and had to shave his head to allow everything to grow back evenly, which there's no shame, guys. I think What's, more men. What are those? I don't know what that is. Like hair transplant if you're balding. Oh, wait. So like he shaved his head. Huh? So Do you like, have to get hair transplant? You get hair transplant. And then yeah. so that way your natural hair isn't like significantly longer than the new hair. So you shave everything oh. so that it all grows back together. Oh, okay. That's my theory yeah. because yeah. if y'all recall, there was a theory that he was wearing a toupee. <laughs> oh my Again, god! There's no shame. There's no shame, and we're and honestly, I'd rather y'all do that than have a big ass bald spot in the back of your head. <laughs> I don't you know why. Commit. I don't know why I had a theory that he was doing it for a role because literally the strike was still going on. Stop! So don't say I, that. <laughs> don't but, stop. Don't give him ideas, please. I mean. Yeah, he doesn't need to be acting again. But I guess you could say Harry isn't Harry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hairless. <laughs> Hairless styles. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, um, yeah. That's sad for I you. Did. I'm so sorry. I did see a really funny tweet that was like, oh, Harry, when he's back on tour. And it was a picture of Caillou. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and the fun people are so dramatic like acting like he's like bald like shiny headed bald when it's just a buzz cut and like yeah. you said it will grow back he has mm -hmm. cut all of his hair off before we'll survive he has 
Well, you if you recall, I used to have long hair. Like Yeah, I used to have like Fabio hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too. And he cut all that off. That was just the start of a new era. So maybe this is the start of a new era. Maybe we're getting new music. Maybe. Maybe. <sighs> okay. All right. That's well, as I said, I cut out the story I was going to talk about regarding release dates because whatever things are pushed and I don't want to talk about Marvel anymore. So I'm just going to move on to the last thing I want to talk about, which is let's talk about that mean girls. Oh trip. my God. Okay. So it's for those of you who do not know, there's mean girls came out in 2004. It's fucking iconic film. Of and it's course. like probably in my top 10 films of all time. It's so good. Of course. And then in 2018, there was a Broadway musical version of mean girls that went on, I think it did like 900 some performances and then closed because of the pandemic and never reopened, but it took on like a cult status. It was status. popular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was popular. And then Paramount greenlit a film adaptation of Mean Girls, the musical. Mm-hmm. And they just released it. It's coming out in January. They released a trailer. For some reason, they decided to call it Mean Girls. It's not Mean Girls, the musical. It's not... Mean Girls movie or musical, it's just Mean Girls. So I don't like that to begin with. Yeah. And then actual trailer itself, beyond the quality, which we can also get into, you guys, for some reason, it's a full-length trailer. There is no song in the trailer except for an Olivia Rodrigo song, Get Him Back. There's which is like there's not like, in the movie. It's not be in the movie. In the movie, yeah. There's no again, they 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 did not make it clear that it's a musical based on the title or the poster. And they didn't put any of the numbers in the trailer. What yeah. is going on? Which this is what I think I've, I don't know if they can't officially came out and say this, or this is just a theory, but they were like, people were saying, oh, they didn't include any of them. They didn't make it obvious that it was a musical to like try and attract people that don't like musicals. But the thing is that they're forgetting people that don't like musicals don't like being tricked into watching <laughs> musicals. And Another thing, like you said, Mean Girls, the first one, is so iconic that them trying to pull this off as a remake is worse. People are complaining about the things in this movie because they don't realize that this is a separate thing. They're like, oh, Aaron Samuels is supposed to look like this, or why does this person do this? And it's like, this is the musical. You have to treat it like it's completely separate. Yeah, I genuinely don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand what the audience is, though, because I feel like musical theater people who would actually get excited about this. Cause I don't think like, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's lots of mean girls fans that are musical theater fans, but I feel like they would be happy if they did the Hamilton thing where they just filmed the stage production and put it on Paramount plus, which by the way, this again, just in terms of quality, it's not looking great to me. I'm shocked that they're putting this in theaters. It seems very Paramount Plus to me. But, it was um, originally recorded for streaming, straight to stream. Oh, there you go. They only um, recently just decided to release it in theaters. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you all could have saved a bunch of money and just filmed, done, did what uh, Disney Plus did, filmed the stage version of Hamilton, and that did numbers. Oh my god! And it looks, them. it looks phenomenal. I watch it all the yeah. time. See, there you go. So, like, you could have done that with. I mean, maybe it's because uh, they closed the show and they would have had to like bring back all of. But if anything, I don't know, that's but safer. Been cheaper. No <laughs> yeah, and it still would have been cheaper. So, and then, like I said, with quality, I'm firmly in the camp of there are some things you just cannot 
hold the candle to. And Mean Girls is so iconic. It's so, it's like sealed into history. No, no one is ever, I'm saying this so definitively, no one's ever going to be able to do a better Regina George than Rachel McAdams. No one's ever going to be able to do a better Janice Ian than um, Lizzie, uh, Kaplan. Lily, Lizzie Kaplan. It, it just, you just, even Lindsay Lohan, she's so I iconic. Know. You just can't, like, and Gory Rice, are you kidding me? I'm sorry, but it, it doesn't, make, it's not computing for me. And I kind of hope it flops because I just think all the decisions are bad. I know. I'm mad because I feel like I, 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 I think they should have just done a recording of the stage production. I think it yeah. was silly to do a movie version, a movie musical it's just i think some things are meant for the stage and some things are meant for the screen and that's fine Mm -hmm. i also don't like that they're trying to make it also what they put at the beginning of the trailer was kind of insulting they put not your mother's mean girls and people were like mother Uh, mother mothers (laughs) i'm offended it's also weird they're trying to target gen z that likes musicals and it's cringy I was gonna say that. For I think me, it's... maybe Gen Z likes it. If you're Gen Z, comment below. Know. Did you like this shit? Because I don't know, fam. No, I was gonna say that. I think that's so weird that at least in the trailer. Again, I know that we haven't seen the actual movie, but in the trailer, they go through great lengths to include these famous lines said by new people. But then they also make it clear that they're adding stuff like fucking TikTok. TikTok is in the trailer. It's like I don't and need TikTok and Mean Girls. When... I hate when um, media references like real life things. Like I hate when in a book, oh, he's like, if you're reading something, oh, he Snapchatted me. It's like, stop it. You're not allowed to reference real life things in (laughs) movies. Like, stop. I hate that. I hate it. I disagree with that. I think it can be done well, but when it's not done well, like shoehorning in TikTok. It just feels weird. It's like, why are you Snapchatting each other on a movie? Stop. (laughs) It It just doesn't make sense to me that like, there are exact costumes that are recreations. Like what Gory Rice is wearing, the flannel is the exact same flannel. Tina Fey is in this and she's wearing the exact same like polka dot blouse. So you're doing shit like that. And then you're adding in new ass stuff that wouldn't make sense in the story. Like TikTok. Mm-hmm. I, I hate it. You guys, it made me really oh mad God. when it came out yeah. last week. Thank Just you. stay away. Yeah. But, I mean, some of the, some of, I, I was like, I don't know. Some of the references were like funny, but it just it wasn't really enough. It wasn't enough. It felt weird. It felt sacrilegious. It felt insulting to be called a mother by the trailer. <laughs> I love I'm, that. I'm 26. Um, what am I, a child bride? <laughs> was that a broad city reference? Yeah, it was. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I don't know if it. you liked it. Comment below. We would love to hear it. Comment below. I would love to hear what you thought, what your thoughts uh, were. You know what? The okay. people that comment below, they know what I mean when I say comment below. Oh, so yeah. Thank you. When well, I say I need, comment below, I mean, text me. <laughs> I was going to say, I need to know what drugs you all are taking if you're commenting below, because that is not <laughs> a feature currently available on Spotify. No, when they comment below, they text me and I'm like, period, sis, thank you for responding to my question and my inquiry. Why'd you get eight texts like, um, I'm really excited for the Mean Girls. Yeah, and you know what? I would love to hear it. If you can somehow pitch, if you can spin this and pitch it to me in a way that gets me more excited than I am now, 
I'm happy to hear it. I would love to love this, but I just don't. Hearing... Sorry. Maybe I should okay. listen to the musical. Oh, you're not familiar? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I know of all. it, but I, well, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know of it. I, I remember when it happened and I know that Tina Fey was actually like a writer in the musical, but oh. I just, I never listened to it, but I know it was really popular. So it must be good. I'm good. Hope it flops. Anyway, what's oh next? Oh my god. <laughs> what's next? Um, oh my gosh. Okay, wait, I have another. I have a funny, you guys. You're all I feel like the girlies are gonna heavily relate to this tweet. Okay. So I, I saw this today that um because GQ just released their like men of the year series. And also I love that a lot of the men of the year are actually women. Um that's wait, awesome. really? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I lo- who like who like who actually funny enough this is actually funny they put the group boy genius which i just told you about is all girls as one of the men of the year and i think that's so oh okay funny. work oh and kim kardashian kim kardashian yeah um mm-hmm. nick went on a little rant to me about that just earlier today because he cannot stand the kardashians and he was like everyone's saying like yes mother yes work and i just don't understand what she's giving <laughs> I think it's actually funny because a lot of people say equate Kim specifically to like big dick energy. <laughs> so I mean, I, I guess so. Funny. She's a businesswoman. Yeah, she is BDE. Let's call it like it is. Yeah. Okay, but this is funny. So if you all don't know, Jacob Elordi was interviewed, I think, as a part of this issue, or he just had a cover story or some shit with GQ. I probably should know okay. more, be, no, no more, but whatever. He's having a year. He is having a year. I love him. He's so cute. <laughs> and tall but he's so tall that's crazy he's, oh wait hold on um so you guys side note i went to go see priscilla within the last week which he plays elvis in mm-hmm. um and it was a pretty good movie i need to pull up on letterbox though one of the top reviews yes the top review for the movie on letterbox right now i think is so funny it says every time jacob alordi stood next to a car i thought no way is he fitting in there <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's so funny oh, my God. oh and then you know how um he said in another interview he's like the first time i knew about elvis was lilo and stitch did you hear about that yes. okay um one of the other most popular reviews is stitch walks so jacob alordi could run <laughs> stop wait that was regal theaters that was their review Okay, whoever is running the Regal, like Regal Cinema's Letterbox account, they actually have That's really, actually funny, really funny, funny reviews. That's really funny. It's definitely a Gen Z person running that account. Anyway, sorry, let's move on. Okay, so all that to say, this is my favorite. This is like my favorite quote that I've read from a celebrity this week, and I'm going to read it to you. Okay, I'm excited because y'all know Jacob Elordi often carries a per a purse, if you will, a purse. Mm-hmm. We love that for him. Um, and so they asked him, like, why do you always carry your purse? And he said, when I leave home, I need to have a certain thing from every category with me in case I get bored. Okay. Bored. I'm lost. I mean, more like, yes, it's very important to have a thing from every category. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> Like but he okay. really just said that and we were like <laughs> okay <laughs> let me read it to you one more time he okay. said 
when I leave home, I need to have a certain thing from every category with me in case I get bored. They should have had him elaborate a little bit more on that. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, where are you going that you need things to keep you busy? <laughs> like you're a baby. You need a little toy. <laughs> Sensory response. I don't know. You know what? <laughs> uh, good for him. And he's doing it in a way that slays. So <laughs> sure. Yeah. He's got his, he's got his little bag. It's cute. Look at him. His little bag. It is a cute little bag. I don't like his little mustache though. He needs to shave that. Um, yeah, I'm never I've never really been a fan of that. <laughs> it's like if you if you cannot do an honest to god top gun mustache, that's like also, full, why does this kind of look it. like a mugshot? <laughs> it kind of does, yeah. That's weird. Anyway, but yeah, a certain thing from every category. I'm gonna start saying that when people ask me, why do you have that? I'm like, I just need to, have, need to have a certain thing from every category. Yeah. Like, what are the there categories? I don't know. That's why they should have elaborated. No, what are the categories? What are we working with here? He should do a "What's in my bag." Has he done that? The GQ "What's in my bag" thing. I would love to see that. I mean, maybe they haven't released it yet because that would all, that would make too much sense. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Okay. Anyway, do you want to talk about media now? Sure. You are going first today. Okay, you guys, super exciting. Zach and Nick made me watch Bottoms. I finally <laughs> watched it and I love it. Okay. We I think you you've talked about it already, right? It was your media moment. So we don't have um, to go too deep into it. No, I think I I think I talked about it when we had our catch up and I just briefly mentioned how I thought it was awesome. Oh. Well, it's a great little movie. And it's you know how people <laughs> always say oh, why don't they make movies like this anymore? This is the type of movie that they mean when they say that. Mm -hmm. um, ironically, you had watched Easy A right before this. And I yes. really think it reminds me so much of Easy A with just like how silly and ridiculous that it is. Yeah, it's like absurd. Yeah, but it's also like very spot on. Like there were some moments where I was like, Again, I love movies that are made by women and they put things in there that only women understand. And I could tell because y'all Nick were laughing, you and Nick were laughing at some stuff. And I was like, <laughs> no, but all right. <laughs> y'all thought it was funny, but I'm like, this is life. Give an example. <laughs> like when they were sitting around talking about their feelings and they had that like heart to heart meeting kind of to uh -huh. get to know each other. Some of the stuff that the girls were saying when they raised their hands, y'all clearly didn't get it. But like oh the girls that get it, get it. And I was like, mm, mm-hmm, that's the shit. Um, so it really is. It's for the girlies. Um, and I love that it's like a queer love, like a queer little like rom-com love story. Like, that's so mm -hmm. cute. It was really cute. Like, it reminded me of also like 10 things. You guys know 10 things I hate about you is like in my top 10. Yeah. Top five. Perhaps. Fantastic. It's such a good movie. But it's like, it's so cute. And you're just like, ah. Like that's how I felt watching Bottoms, <laughs> and Marshawn really Lynch is like a it, and he's movie. so funny. He's, he's so, so funny. <laughs> he just he does that like silly ass kind of comedy that's just hilarious. <laughs> um, he's great. Honestly, they should have got him to be the gym teacher in the in the Mean Girls movie. <laughs> oh, you're right. Instead of John Hamm, he would have been hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. What else? I just I loved it. If you don't know. The premise is it's about these girls that start a 
fight club, if you will, for girl for other girls so that they can get closer to their crushes in high school before they graduate. And it's mm-hmm. it's great. And then at the same time, there's like these football players. It's also like the football players are such Kens. If you know, you know. Like they're they are what such are, Kens. One of my favorite moments in the movie is when Jeff, remember he gets injured at the beginning and he comes out on the field with his crutches and the way he tosses them away from him is so fucking funny. It's so funny, guys. If you like movies that um, are degrading to men, you will like this movie. This movie is degrading to men. It really is a girlies movie. They deserve it. (laughs) And it's funny, one thing I didn't realize until the second viewing, this movie was like constructed by women like i knew it was directed by a woman and written by women but like the cinematographer is a woman the editor is a woman women um, rock <laughs> carly xcx did the score hello like for her She's obviously great. i'm on board for that <laughs> yeah i'm glad that you watched it and that you liked it me too it's, i was it's still my favorite movie of the year immediately texting everybody that i know like oh my gosh you have to watch this it's so good um because it's like we all keep complaining about why they don't make movies like that anymore and here is one of those movies so y'all better watch it and support the fuck out of it i'm serious well i do think the good news is it performed i mean it didn't do like amazingly but it performed better than mgm was expecting at the box office so that's good news hell yeah and yeah and and I love, oh, one thing we didn't touch on with the end of the actor strike, everyone can post like their behind the scenes oh, photos now. Yeah. And all of the bottoms cast had their own posts. And I love the cutest that. pictures. It looked like yeah. it was genuinely a good time. So yeah, that's awesome. Love that. I love that. I'm glad you liked it. I did. I, lo- I love it. Okay, good. Um. Okay. okay. I like- hope you narrowed it down. I did. Like I said, I already talked about Hogwarts Legacy with you beforehand, so I got that out of my system. I just want to say in one sentence, The Holdovers is fantastic and everyone should go see it. It's it's adding theaters each weekend. I loved The Holdovers. Okay. But I'm not going to like talk about it. What I really want to talk about is Gen V because it ended two Fridays ago and so in the past week I've been catching up which I'm I'm kind of glad I waited like I don't like that's just not something I'd be able to do for the boys like the the main show like that I have to keep up on because it's so engrossing and this was like <laughs> not that it wasn't engrossing but I'm glad that I waited and was able to watch like five in a short period of time because I think for the exact opposite, like it, I was so into it that I would have been disappointed having to wait like a week in between. And particularly for like the um, like four, five, six string of episodes, it's oh. all so like conjoined that I think it works really well. Okay. And I told you I was going to talk about Gen V once it wrapped up and now it's wrapped you up. Did. I'm talking about it. You talked and about it. Ely still has only seen the first three yeah i'm sorry it's great and i think I you should finish it actually here's the thing you you actually need to finish it to understand the boys season four because there's things that happen that no there's no way it's and coming they, back up again they did say that that you that it will be like it's it's a part of the story so yeah which i like i like that this is a spinoff that actually like deeply ties into the actual main content 
Well, yeah, I wouldn't say if- deeply, but I think it, it's it's obvious that it ties where it ties in. You know, like they're clear. Yeah, and in fact, there are four like main key players from the boys that show up in the show. I love um, that. Some of them we already know from the trailer. Like we knew that Victoria Newman was going to be in this. Mm-hmm. And I have to say the best scene from this whole season. I was going to say show, but it got renewed for season two, which is great. There is a scene with uh, Jazz Sinclair, a.k.a. Marie Moreau, and she's mm-hmm. talking with Victoria Newman like alone. And that scene is riveting and it's really interesting because there's like a conspiracy going on and Marie Moreau she's just wants she literally just wants to be a hero that's why she came to the school and she's not quite like you know she's still young so she's not understanding quite how the real world works yet and Victoria Newman is like look like you can you can be this hero and try and out all this information now but you're you're never going to be even close to the seven you're not going to be, or you could just let this go and you could be like the first black woman in the seven. And that's when you could actually try and make a difference. It's just this really interesting conversation about like power, which is what the boys universe is all about. Oh, I love that. I also like that too, because if you do watch the boys, you know, that like that second option where you like keep your head down you do get in the seven and you try and actually make an impact at that level is exactly what starlight thought she Mm -hmm. was going to be able to do and then quickly realized she cannot do yeah so i think that that's like it is it's i fucking love this show and if you have been a long time listener you know that zach had begged me for (laughs) so long to watch and i finally watched it and i think it's it's just a masterpiece it's a masterpiece Mm -hmm. of a commentary on so many things in our society and it's also just funny as hell like it's so mm-hmm. i actually a clip recently resurfaced from i think it was season season two was when they had stormfront yes was that season two where yeah. she's telling um what's his name the little kid ryan yeah, about white genocide. And oh my god! <laughs> Homelander's face in the background is like uh, <laughs> that. Just started resurfacing. Oh, y'all yeah. know, yeah. It's <laughs> a funny clip. And that is one of my favorite moments because it's like <laughs> Homelander, the worst person in this yes. entire series, heard the words "white genocide" <laughs> and went. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had to run that back the first time i watched it i was like holy shit they didn't have this <laughs> clear cut like not even subliminal they just straight up put that in there yeah no this show is great and i'm really glad i can confidently say that gen v feels like of a piece with the boys it doesn't feel like a spin-off they did a really good job integrating the story and just the vibe it still is very funny but there's drama that you care about and that's refreshing because I was worried from the trailers that it was going to be kind of CW-ish, but it is not. Like, it's very much the boys 0.5. So glad, yeah. Um, There's some there's really cool shit that happens. There's, like, Jess and Claire gets her moment in the finale, does something so fucking cool, and they stage it really well. It's just awesome. And, oh, oh it's another thing I want to talk about. They, I'm pretty sure they spent more money on this season than any season of the boys so far it looks good like, there, there's so many special effects like you're literally at a school for superpowered people 
and they don't skimp. Like there's cool shit happening every five minutes. I was really impressed. Like, honestly, um, yeah, there's just some cool shit. And like I texted you episode five in particular, there's something that happens right at the end of episode four. And you're like, okay. And then episode five, you jump into it and you're like, just you're with the characters because they don't understand what happened. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And you don't really find out until like towards the end of that episode. So episode, the whole episode is like, what the fuck is happening? It's like really cool the way they did it. So you should watch it at least before season four of the boys, but hopefully no, soon. I, I will. I have to, I have to. Cause it's great. And I loved it. And no, I'm glad no that it's getting a season two. I'm actually really curious because they ended with such a big cliffhanger and I'm not seeing how like, unless they're bringing these characters into the boys, I don't like, are they going to make us wait till season two of Gen V to resolve that cliffhanger? Cause that could be like two years away. Oh my God. That, that would be ridiculous. I mean, maybe they'll show up in the boys season four and that'd be really cool. I don't know. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that so, too. Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, and when you do watch it, watch the credits of the last episode because one of those key boys players I was talking about appears in a mid scene. Is it Huey? Scene. No, it's you know not I Huey. love me some Jack Quaid. <laughs> Unfortunately, Huey does not appear. Ugh. But, I can't imagine um, why he would be in <laughs> Okay, I'm not gonna tell it ain't you got nothing to do with him. I'm not going to tell you two of them, but you know about Victoria Newman. And I'll also just say Ashley makes an appearance, which made me very happy. Oh, isn't she in the she's in one of the first few episodes? Oh, she was. Yeah. Oh, OK. Well, she comes back and she's I love her. OK, Queen. So... she's she honestly is just like the epitome of stress. She's kind yes. of like yes. she is like um, her personality is like how you feel when you're watching the bear. If you've watched that show. <laughs> You know, that is just her as a person. I don't know what that means, but I believe you. I think you can you can kind of you can get it. People who haven't seen the boys or the bear are like, you're like, what? huh? You could just skip skip to the have a good night part, honestly. Well, we can do that now because I've noticed that we've been recording for a minute, but we had lots to talk about. So we did. We didn't had lots of gabbing. Yeah, and we got two episodes left. Oh. And next week is Thanksgiving week. So I actually, we might not have as much to talk about next week because I feel like the news cycle always slows down. Dude, I sure hope so. hope they but give us some peace for the holiday. Maybe some things will, I mean, we still have the rest of this week. So who knows? Who knows what will happen? You're right. Anything could happen. We'll see. Um, But I will people. say, I think, I'm going to be hitching along with Nick to see the new Hunger Games movie. So I'll probably be talking about that oh, next week. Oh, you know, it's crazy. I've only but seen the first one. That's interesting. Catching <laughs> Fire is so good. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But, but I also I'm, really want to read the books. So y'all know how I act. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, I want to read the book. And then I never read uh, the books. And then I never see yeah. the movie. And then it's just like, ugh. I'm not like particularly excited, but I think it's mainly because why in the fuck does it have to be two hours and 45 minutes long? Oh, that's, that's too right. long. But I've that's heard it's real. I've heard it's really good. Like I've heard really good well, things. Well, I'll keep my my heart and my mind open. Yeah, there's that? like good people in this. Viola Davis, Hunter Schaefer. Oh, that's right. Hunter Schaefer is in it. Yeah. Oh my Love gosh, wait, we didn't her. talk about how they greenlit a Zelda movie. Oh. 
What does that have to do with Hunter Schaefer? People are like campaigning for her to be Princess Zelda. Oh, she would she be a good that, Zelda. She has that look. And she also said like that would be really cool if I could have yeah. that heart. So like I mean, let's hope Nintendo won't be transphobic, but I think it's I interesting would, that it's going to be live action and not I was not just going to say, I would love for this to be an animated movie, but not like a 3D animated. Like I'm talking like an Into the Spider-Verse animated, like a really cool, like yeah. play up the fact that the huge draw to this game is that it has stunning animation. Like, let's talk about that. Well, I just think it's weird that I love how we're still talking about this. Um, <laughs> I think it's weird that they picked a director already and it's the guy who did the Maze Runner movies. You couldn't get anyone better. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's so random y'all pick joe schmo outside yeah. of the road. Like, <laughs> that is a little weird to me but sure Whatever. i guess the pitch landed let me not <laughs> let me not count them out just yet yeah but i didn't bring it up mainly because it's like okay it was announced and we don't have much more information besides that we yeah, don't have a right, release date right. so but it is interesting that so they went with um, Universal for Super Mario Brothers movie, but they're going with Sony for this Zelda movie. Oh, I kind of like that. Studio, different vibe. I maybe. think I can appreciate that. Yeah, Sony knows so. how to do video game stuff. Do they? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I get. I mean, I I didn't finish The Last of Us, but I guess they produced. I honestly that. just pulled that out of my ass. Yeah, you know what? I trust them. Maybe that's I'm why sure. they picked them. They saw The Last of Us and they were like, Zelda, duh. Okay, but again, it's so funny to me that they're adapting yet another character that does not speak. We're going to be hearing him speak for the first time oh in this God, movie, so like right. with Mario. That's so funny. Actually, he speaks less than Mario because at least Mario would say things like, Let's Mario has go. catchphrases. Link, doesn't Link have... just goes, He grunts. <laughs> that's. So he hasn't said maybe that, English. Maybe that will be that will be the the movie. He'll just be he'll be mute. No actor is going to audition for that for a maybe. main role. That's we'll honestly see. kind of the dream. If you're a stunt person, no line. Hire a stunt person to head this giant movie. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Like, this is a great opportunity for someone. <laughs> okay. We'll see. I'm actually very curious to see who they'll cast. Like, are they going to try and go with like a teenager? Are they going to cast a 30 something that tries to pass for like 18? Actually, now I'm scared. Are they going to fuck this up? We'll see. But yes, that is happening. Thank you for bringing that up. (laughs) Anyway. um, We'll talk to you all next week. Stay safe. I don't know why I said that. Just (laughs) exercise caution. Um, Use a condom. And, yeah. <laughs> and have a good night, you know. Have a good night. Goodbye.